0: Well, hello, everyone. After missing a week, um, we are back. I'm here with a uh, good old uh, church, <laughs> church sister, um, Megan Ricado. Hello, Megan. Hi. It's nice to have you.
1: I'm real glad to be here.
0: All right. I'm going to cue the intro.
2: <laughs>
0: I think eventually I'll stop using that intro to, like, intro my episodes but for now it's just really funny so I'll keep doing it so so I'm here with Megan Mercado. Megan thank you again for making it Um, I sort of wanted to you know I'm I'm gonna skip the rest of my intro and I'm gonna go straight into the first question.
1: Whoa, okay.
0: So prepare yourself Megan. We're ready. No I'm 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 kidding. I'm (laughs) I'm sort of kidding but so just to to like sort of start off do you want to talk about like what like where are you right now in life like what are you doing?
1: I am 40 That's a big deal. And I live in Dupo, Illinois, and I have six kids that I homeschool. I finished my midwifery degree not too long ago, and I'm not really, like, practicing as a midwife, but I do work with a local midwife, and we do home births, and I do um, birth assisting for her. It's like three times a month, maybe.
0: Cool. So, so first of all, also can you get a little bit closer? Okay. Yeah. So the, 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 the first thing is sort of, you said like to start off that turning 40 was like a big thing for you. So why is that?
1: I actually don't feel different, but I think people think that it's a big deal. Anytime I tell somebody I'm 40, there's a lot of shock that, uh, that people express whenever I say that. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it does feel like a big deal cause you're not 20, you're not 30, I don't even think it's considered in the middle. Like, I don't think it's middle age, but mm. it's getting really close.
0: Okay. So so you're saying that there's just, like, some, like, cultural yeah. significance.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of expectations on what you should look like and how you should act when you're 40. Really? Yeah.
0: So what are, what are some of the impressions that you get for that?
1: Okay. Well, this was kind of funny. I was talking to Kaylee at church yesterday. Are I know before, like sometimes you've not mentioned church or like, oh maybe we shouldn't have said the name of our church, um, or even people. I've
0: mistakenly had. used it in the past and then I'll cover it up, like oh. like in a, like a, in a funny way. Well, okay. it's not actually that funny, but <laughs> it'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's actually the, the fake. So so this this Kaylee that you mentioned, I'm, I'm sure you actually that Kaylee's just a fake name for like,
1: yeah, just made that one. Yeah. <laughs> But somebody at church asked me how old I was and they were like, oh, I thought you were so much younger because you seem to have yourself pretty put together. So I guess there's like this thought of being put together when you're 40. Mm -hmm. People maybe expect that a little bit. I do feel more put together now than I did when I was 20 and 30. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think the culture expects that of you.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And do you think that that's like a a good a good thing?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's, I'm trying to think more now too, especially like I wonder if that number's changing though, because you know they're showing that people aren't marrying as young anymore mm-hmm. in the broader culture. Yeah, and they're not really like getting their like they're maybe getting their careers established, but they're not starting families until later in life. So maybe, maybe 40 isn't as much of an expectation anymore. Maybe people expect that at 45.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <coughs> I, I have noticed that trend that people are generally like starting families later, like having, cur- like having long careers before they like settled down and have yeah. a family.
1: But even that, like going to college is happening later or like maybe staying in college longer before they True. actually get a real career. True.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like the way that people like sort of define and put labels on different st- stages of life might be yeah changing. Like changing a little bit. But in, but at least 40 for you is, seems to be like significant. Yeah. Are, are you content with where you're at right now?
1: Yeah. That's what really been a thing I've been working on or like asking the Lord to fix in me or help me to be content in my circumstances. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've got it pretty easy, but I think that this isn't, you know, necessarily where I thought I would be at 40. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy with where I am. I'm very content, but I think it's, you know, easy to look back and say, oh, I really wish this or this or this Mm -hmm. and maybe wish that things were different in one way or another. Mm -hmm.
0: So as as you may know, I am 20, so I am half your age so so in honor of that I wanted I wanted to ask you a question if when you were 20 where do you think you saw yourself being when you were 40
1: 20s were funny because I think that I had a different idea of what I would be doing at 18 and then it changed again at 20 and again at 22 and again at 24 (laughs) (laughs) and then things kind of stabilized at 25 26 maybe that's because when i met ivan but um when i was 20 i think i i think i would have expected that this is where i would be at 40
0: really you just like with like a family yeah like settled down in a sense
1: yeah I think the biggest difference is I always thought that I was going to be living on a mission field somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, well, it just depends on whichever man the Lord brings my mm-hmm. way. Um, and I even broke up with a guy because he was like, I don't know if I can see myself on the mission field. And mm-hmm. so then we broke up. But and that wasn't even really what I had in mind either when we first started dating. Um,
0: like uh, what do you mean? Like missions are like. Like not going li- to missions.
1: Like living on the mission field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was my so kind of my dream. Okay. But also like having a family on the mission field. Mm-hmm. That's what I th- that's kinda what I thought it would be at forty. So I have everything, just I'm not on the mission field.
0: Yeah. And by mission field, I'm guessing that you just mean like not in the U.S., like probably yeah. like in a different country, and then yeah. doing like missions work yeah. specifically. Yeah,
1: because everybody would argue like your home is your mission field, Megan.
0: Oh yeah, that is part of it too, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard that like a billion times. <laughs> yes, I mean, but 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 also like in the U.S., like even the U.S., like yes, the U.S. Right. is becoming increasingly there are very many
1: unreached people
0: unreached there, right? in the U.S. Yeah, actually, I was un- I would I would consider myself un- unreached before I became a Christian. Why? Like I never heard of Jesus, nor I had no idea what he was so how (laughs) i'm yeah
1: you never heard the name of jesus like i feel like Mm. i've heard your story Mm. and i like you started going to church in high school Mm -hmm. but prior to that you had never heard of the name jesus
0: so i I think once i asked my dad when i was like probably like like when i was really young like who jesus was and i came out of that conversation with him like it was a very short answer i came out came out of that conversation with the impression that jesus was like a an 18 year, an 18 year old kid who died because he call, call, called himself god and that's about it that's no, all that's, that's all, all i knew said. All, maybe he said more okay but that's what i came out of there like knowing but i, I never really thought about it yeah sort of so um that to say like maybe because of the particular like place or geography where you're like or like we're located right now like this is more um not the boons i j- I, I just learned that word so i may be using it inc- incorrectly but
1: i want to know your definition of boons
0: like uh i mean i just learned the word the other day okay. but when i heard it and gave the implication of like not the city yes like, not not the suburbs okay
1: <laughs> Maybe, but I well, feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. What is the definition of? I think of boons as being really far out in the country. Yeah. Okay. So this is not the. I'm like 20 minutes from the city. From, okay. That's fair.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So this, but th- this is more like. Not like big city <laughs> America or like, like, like okay. you sort of get what I mean. Like so, the-
1: you would think that the more unreached people are in big city America.
0: I think part part of it is that okay. even though I didn't live in the big city, <laughs> yeah, though I do think that a lot of unreached people are in big cities.
1: I think I would agree with that.
0: So, that just to say that even the US, I think, can be considered um even people in in the US could be considered like un, unreached. For sure. But like I, I guess it would be more individual because it is true that um at the very least a lot of people know about or it, there's so many resources and stuff like that available. That
1: yeah, it's it is hard to wrap your mind around that. Like, even just thinking about the city, if you drive down the city, you probably pass seven churches to get down seven blocks. Mm-hmm. Like there's churches everywhere, so surely there's got to be people questioning what those buildings are for.
0: Mm-hmm. And I never did. Okay. So hmm. and I'm sure I guarantee you there are other people who I grew up with who were the same. Hmm. So, uh, but going going back to like the previous. Thing that we talking about. So you you said that there were like a lot of changes going on in terms of what you saw your future as when you were like eighteen, twenty around yeah. there. So what was going on at that time?
1: Um, so out of high school, I joined the military. I knew I wanted to like oh be a nurse on the mission field, and the only way to get to college was to have somebody pay for it, and my parents were <laughs> gonna do that. <laughs> so Uncle Sam said he would pay for college if I would join the military. So I did, uh... and then after basic training, I went to college, and then I kind of stopped college and came home, took a little break, then I went back to college again, got a nursing degree, so all that was like five years, four or five years, and then I got deployed to Iraq for a year, so that slowed things down, yeah. Then I came home and started nursing again, and then met Ivan, and that's whenever I felt like, okay, staying home and having kids is what we're doing.
0: Before I continue, I just have to give the disclaimer to everyone listening that Ivan is one of the most handsome men I know. <laughs> <laughs> now that that is out of the way, it's th- weird.
1: <laughs> he would never take off his clothes and get warm next to you on a camp trip. Okay, <laughs> we, we don't have to
0: talk about that. Okay. <laughs> But, but yeah, I just have to give that disclaimer before I continue <laughs> with my line of questioning. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, did, um, What do you do in Iraq? Were you doing like more, like, me- medical stuff?
1: Yeah, my job in the Army was to work in surgery. So I, like, stood right. It's called the operating room specialist mm-hmm. or, like, a scrub tech, mm-hmm. and I would help the surgeons do surgery.
0: So at what point were you... like, well, I guess I'm not going to do the missionary thing.
1: Oh, when, when I start thinking that or realizing that, Mm -hmm. um, I think so. Okay. So I met Ivan. We even had, I mean, I talked about it all the time. And when I was pregnant with our third kid, like I literally talked to him about it all the time. Like, I would really love to be a missionary. And so with our third, when I was starting with our third kid, we took a trip together um, to Guatemala mission trip. It was his first time. And I, you know, my hope was he was going to fall in love with it and say, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is what we should do. Let's move. Um, And that didn't happen. He did love it. He did love it, but he didn't think that this is what we were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So we came home and I kept, Probably probably for like the next three or four years I would bring it up pretty regularly. Like we could move to Guatemala if you want and you never took the bait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did did that cause like at some points just like No. No, it didn't cause any it was all like Like yeah. Like like playing but with like a little bit of hope. Yeah,
1: like yeah. Yeah. But never begging and Mm -hmm. yeah not going to be happy until kind of thing
0: when when were you guys saved was that before or after
1: i grew up in the church and i i would say that i've been saved as long as i as long as i can remember but since becoming reformed I, i mean even maybe just before becoming reformed i started to realize like oh i thought i had been saved this whole time but i didn't really know what sin was and I didn't really think that I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. I, thought I was a good kid. So, I think I came to terms with with my sinfulness around the age of 26, 27.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um really remember that being a huge turning point in my life and like yeah, I've always liked the church and liked reading the Bible and learning about God, but I don't think I really recognized him as the savior of my soul. I know I knew I knew I was saved, but like knowing really what that meant to have mm-hmm. my sins completely purified
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay. i think a part of it too was like yeah i, I think it, a lot of it was just the way my parents talked to me and like the people in our church They didn't really talk to kids about their sin really yeah
0: how it, was it like
1: it was like you were bad you know you, you get a spanking because you've been bad and you disobeyed but we were never connecting the dots or they were never connected for us like mm-hmm. that's sin against god and mm-hmm. the only way that you can be cleansed from your sin is to repent
0: like the gospel wasn't yeah put forth right as clearly and as often as yeah it might be needed yeah or definitely is needed yeah but it, was it was kind
1: of like you know the big sins of mm-hmm. f- drinking <laughs> doing drugs. Do not be a bad person. Sex. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, I wasn't doing those, so I guess I'm not sinning, and I'm glad that I'm a Christian because of that.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Makes sense. And and so I'm I'm guessing that, like, how would you sort of, now that, well, first of all, would you say that the big change is that you became re- reformed? Is that, like, one, one of the big shifts then in your
1: what do you mean? What's your question?
0: So it's more re- regarding, like, how you grew up and then, like, now that you view it a, l- a little bit differently in that sense, would you say that the turning point was becoming reformed or that you just, like, saw that, f- like, from way earlier on and you just sort of made the realization?
1: That's a good question. Um, okay, so I'm, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to do this. I didn't know where your questions were going to go, but I think it's important. Um, my brother had an accident around the same time that I started to become reformed. Um, and uh, shoot, I don't want to cry. I think um, coming to terms with God's sovereignty mm-hmm. was the bigger turning point. Um, and knowing that because my brother had this accident that he didn't die of immediately, but he died of two years later, um, recognizing that God was in control of that situation made me realize like God is sovereign over all things. And then at that same time was whenever I was realizing the depravity of my sin and like who God really was in, in all of life. So all of that happened in a two-year period. And then after that, I became reformed, I would say.
0: Okay, cool. Hello, hello. Okay, we, we, sorry, we paused for a second. We are back. So Megan, Megan. Yes. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now that... Sort of, what would you do looking sort of at, I keep, so actually, so real, real quick, my dad was listening to a few of these things and he told me that I say the word sort of way too much.
1: Oh, that's an interesting one.
0: And now I am oh, you're always conscious listening to myself yeah. say sort of, and I've at least said it eight times in this podcast and, and it's been like 17 minutes. So I really,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should work on that one. I have to work on that
0: a little bit, but the, the next question is viewing how you were raised. And then now having like four, no, sorry, six. I don't know why I said four. (laughs) Six children. What are some things that you're thinking of doing a little bit differently?
1: I mean, and there's already things that we're doing differently. So we homeschool. I was in public school. I always said I would never homeschool my kids. (laughs) Never. I loved school. I thought it was, I really thought it was so great. I don't remember. I mean, I remember a couple, you know, not great things about it, but overall I loved it. I thought I would never do it, and I here I am. So that's a <laughs> difference. <laughs> um, like I said about, you know, not really being pointed towards the gospel, I don't, I mean, obviously I think you can always do better at that with your own kids, but it is a regular in our home that every, every chance that we have to discipline the kids, we're always trying to point them back to Christ. But uh, family worship. That's a new one for us. We daily do a Bible study with the kids in the morning. Um, I didn't do that growing up. Uh, I watched TV every day as a kid. Our kids don't watch TV every day. I don't know. There's some of the big ones.
0: Mm-hmm. So to summarize, so more intentional like dis- discipleship in, yeah. the, in the house.
1: Yeah. And, and then that
0: sort of like goes with most of the stuff that you
1: really just homeschooling I mean if 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 you think about the number of hours that I'm exposed to my kids on a weekly basis in comparison to the number of hours I was exposed to my parents on a weekly basis and I felt like I was around my parents a lot I felt like I saw them a lot Um, we were together a lot we ate dinner together every night but I was still in a sport and in band and in Girl Scouts. So Mm -hmm. those were all evenings that I wasn't home. So I do feel like I really didn't hang out with him nearly as much as what I hang out with my own kids. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you like how you're doing things more, though?
1: I mean, there's oh, there's times where, like, you hate it. (laughs) Like, I wish (laughs) I I I could take you to dance class and not... Talk to you guys for a little bit. I wish you could go watch TV for a couple hours mm-hmm. and we could just breathe for a little bit, but mm-hmm. no, I think it's I think it's better. I like it.
0: Okay, so real quick, <laughs> I'm I'm sort of this is a, like a question for my own personal.
1: <laughs> They're not all
0: gusto. No, okay. no, no. Most of it's for the audience. <laughs>
1: okay, fine.
0: This, this one's for me. <laughs> this is for you, Chris. So, as a young man wants to be married soon
1: and you want a lot of kids or something uh, I've a heard. billion <laughs> how, <laughs> <competition>. <laughs> how
0: how do you find time to like time with, with your husband
1: um so he works from home and i think that's been really good for us because he can come up and he can say hey to me and he can say hey to each of the kids at lunch he can come up in the middle of the day i mean he can pop up he probably pops up four or five times a day and it doesn't hang Mm -hmm. out with us a lot, but just enough to see each other and say, Hey, and Mm -hmm. you know, check in with us. I think is, it's more than what most couples get. Mm -hmm. Um, keeps you sane. Yeah. Like there's an, and if I need him, like if I need to run to the store, I can, if I need to Mm -hmm. go to the meeting, I can, if I need to work out, like he'll run upstairs if he hears, you know, something going on or something. So, that's big like we actually rely on each other throughout the day we don't do date nights i know that that's a big thing and a lot of people would say you need to try to do date nights but we don't
0: i've heard it's a very controversial thing
1: oh you have
0: i've heard various points of view on that
1: yeah i've heard you know a few i haven't really heard that it's like a a big talking point i
0: hear some people fought over it like like it was like a big battle (laughs) no i'm I'm, I'm messing with you (laughs) To date night or not to date night. is Yeah. Yeah. No, I've just heard of it from like different people. Like I've heard people like, yeah, you got to have a date night with your husband. And I've heard people be like, um, yeah, we don't really do date nights. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really think that that's like a uh, wise thing to do. And it's just really? it's a good for, like family culture. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard all the different. Well, not I've heard all the different. I've, I've heard a few different people. Yeah. Talk about their opinions just as I myself give my own opinions. Yeah. To Spotify. <laughs> to everyone listening. <laughs>
1: We're all thankful for your opinions. Thank you. There have been times. So he did 75 hard. I think you knew that. Yeah. And for 75 hard, he had to go for a walk every day or a run or something. And I would join him for those walks. And sometimes we'd bring the kids and they could just take off on their bikes. And that was good. So like a solid 30 minutes of just him and I talking. Or like if we drive in the car somewhere and it can be a solid 10 minutes of just Mm -hmm. he and I talking with nobody interrupting. That's beneficial. It doesn't even have to be a date, but like mm-hmm. the chance to talk to him without a kid interrupting or wanting to give their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful. Mm-hmm. But do it's not scheduled.
0: Do you do you guys have like babysitters over?
1: My parents live on our property. So they're they're not a regular either, but it's been handy for us to say mm-hmm. We want to go out tonight. Can you come mm-hmm. up and watch the kids? So they'll do that every once in a while. So
0: do you guys go out, like, or we're going to go out, th- I feel like going out tonight, like, is that fine? And then you like, is that sort of? What? Like, uh, like <coughs> you said that you guys don't do date nights. Right. Or by that, do you mean, like, you guys don't go out together, like, for, like, dinner? Or do you mean about that, that? It just is not, like, an intentional, like, okay, well, we're going to have a scheduled date night once a week, like that.
1: Yeah, no, we don't do that. But every once in a while, like, if some people are getting together... Uh, okay. At a mm-hmm. bar, we might say, "Can you watch the kids? We're gonna mm-hmm. go to the bar." Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that?
0: Um, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> so. I'm <at> the bar. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you look, by by the way, I I um, everything that I said in my podcast with Eli <laughs> is much much worse than anything that will be said in this podcast i'm guessing it's
1: true, so, I don't think you <laughs> it's true.
0: you're just to be like no chris it wasn't that bad
1: um i don't know i just was like you need to stop now just stop now As <laughs> i was saying when i was listening to you
0: so fun fact elena are actually gonna do a part two
1: <laughs> i really loved your conversation and i kept i i like wanted to be in there with you guys I oh was, yeah yeah i don't know i don't really want to but kept wanting to add my two cents when i was
0: (laughs) like both of you be quiet
1: i have something to add let
0: wise mother megan (laughs) give you both the news
1: it was good though i liked that conversation
0: thank you thank you at least someone liked it yeah
1: i mean how many listeners did you have
0: i mean i'm not sure but my my mom had a lot of criti- criticism. criticism. No, I'm I'm kidding. I don't want to throw shit on my mom. I, I just thought it was a funny comment. All right, next question. Um, I sort of wanted to hear cool like Iraq stories.
1: Oh. Do you okay. have any of those? Iraq was like kinda boring. Um and then when it was intense, it was real intense. So and what does intense mean? You know, like a bunch of banged up guys coming in that needed quick emergency care, medical mm-hmm. care. That was intense. It didn't happen a whole lot. Um, maybe once every couple weeks where mm-hmm. it would get intense. Um, otherwise, it was just boring. Same old, same old day-to-day like stuff. Hanging
0: like hanging like like around, um, I, Yeah. small stuff.
1: I worked the night shift, and I was also going to college online, <sighs> which was wonderful because – um being in Iraq, you know, being on base, you could never leave base. Mm. And it was a small base and there was nothing on base. So, mm-hmm. um I just worked out, ate, worked and then did college online. So it was good because I didn't have a ton of distractions.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not like, oh well, like I want to explore the city and have fun. No, there's no, yeah. it was no fun to be movie. had.
1: I mean, I'm really good at being distracted, mm-hmm. but it was easy to say no to them because...
0: And you met Ivan in Iraq, right? Yeah. Do you, do you have like your first, you're like meeting each other's stories? <laughs> just very, just very very briefly.
1: Okay. Well, we didn't meet in Iraq. So he was in a different unit from California. I was in a different unit from Arkansas and that our unit was being deployed and we needed like two other spots to be filled in and we picked up him and one other guy from California. So we actually met at a training site in California. Um, And I don't even know how he hit it off with one of the guys in my department. Um, I don't even know. Interesting to ask him what he thought, like, why that happened. But So he just started hanging around with this guy in my department that I was hanging around with. And then that's how we first met. Cool. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. Um, (laughs) And – um, I, I would ask you more, but I'm, I'm actually much more interested like, like, uh, uh well, like I'm also interested in, in like Ivan's, um, what just way of like meeting pe- people, cause he's a, he is a really cool guy. He just, yeah, like, like he like, I don't know how he doesn't have more friends cause he's just, <laughs> such a likable, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, agreeable person. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah.
1: yeah. But why do you think he doesn't have a lot of friends?
0: Cause, um, I think he's just, he just wants to keep all, he's just selfish. He wants to keep all of his coolness to himself. (laughs) It's totally true. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. But what, what type of injuries did you see Mm. or like in in a very PG, like what type of injuries were typical in the Iran, and Iraq?
1: I mean, body parts off their bodies, Mm. like coming in with Mm -hmm. not a leg and not an arm and Like, really all the way busted open bodies. Um, It's weird because I don't really have the memories of that, but I have pictures. Like, because I worked in the OR, we would take a lot of pictures to see, like, what the before looked like and then what the after looked like to see how well the surgeon had done on the surgery. And so if I, I recently, not recently, like maybe five years ago, opened up some of those pictures and was like shocked at how bad how bad it was so like i don't remember but when i went back to look at some of those pictures it was it's so bad Like a lot of like
0: amputations
1: or like the body they were it was gone like Mm -hmm. they didn't come in with the leg and then they just had to have the leg sewn up because so we wouldn't we would just do enough to save their life to keep keep them alive to get them to a a better hospital oh okay have, like, their reconstructive
2: surgery. Or
0: mm-hmm. <coughs> so you guys weren't, like, the main surgery people. You guys were the, let's yeah, s- like keep you alive. Keep them alive mm-hmm. and get them out of here, yeah. And then where where was the, f- how far was the actual surgery? Uh, Germany. God. Germany, we, so they yeah. got flown over.
1: Yeah, to Germany. Wow. As soon as you were stable. Interesting. We did a lot of surgery on um, local national people, too, though. So I don't actually know where they went after we did surgery on mm-hmm. them.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um let me see. Oh, yeah, this is
1: <laughs> He's got notes. I don't yeah. telling on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Check yeah. your notes. <laughs>
0: Everyone has What's to know next? that I'm a natural question asker. <laughs> you really are. You Thank really you. are. Thank you. Thank you. Um so I have a friend in my c- campus ministry who whenever the topic of children is brought up, <laughs> he like so we were watching a movie the other night and one of the like side characters had four kids and he was like four kids ah! and <laughs> then he looked at me because
1: <laughs> you want a billion <laughs> <laughs> <you>
0: know, <one laughs> billion and he was like no nah, can't do that and just just can't do that so are you having six of your own are you glad that you have that many yeah mm-hmm. for sure why
1: well and that's the thing too like people who have two they would never have that third and say
2: uh, i wish we didn't
1: have that third kid like if only we didn't have Eli. Like we're gonna say that. Hopefully hopefully he's not listening (laughs) to this. (laughs) Eli, she's kidding. (laughs) I love Eli. But parents don't do that. Like the I don't it's so funny when people put limits. I don't know. I don't know if I'm open womb or I don't know where I am on that. I just know that you're never gonna regret having another kid. You're never gonna regret Mm -hmm. it. And it's maybe overwhelming but if you're dependent on the lord and i'm not saying i'm fully dependent on the lord but that's my goal in life and if i'm fully dependent on him then he's going to give me the ability to handle six kids or eight kids or two kids or ten kids and Mm -hmm. i just think it's i don't know
0: so you would say that there was that there is a higher likelihood of people regretting like, starting not having kids kids or starting later, then there would be, like, having that extra kid or two.
1: For sure. I have definitely met people who have said, I wish we didn't stop at two. I wish we didn't stop at four.
2: Really? Yeah. But you haven't
0: really met many people who are Mm. like, "Eh, I wish I never had kids.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, can you even imagine talking to an adult or a parent who's like, I wish I didn't have I mean, in the worst of my days, I might say, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> yeah. But I would never say, I wish I didn't have these
2: kids.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's, what is the most difficult part of being a parent? I'm, I'm, also, by the way, I'm intentionally giving you a super difficult and open-ended oh, okay. question. So,
1: You're intentionally giving me a difficult... Yeah,
0: because I know you can take it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... I think like, I say that a lot. Tell your dad, I apologize because I often say, I think like, I, I
0: think, think like, like <laughs> is that like a California thing?
1: It sounds like it could be.
0: I think like, I think like hey. no, no, I, I use the word like as in, I think like is a cali- like, I'm using yes, like not as yes. part of the phrase. I'm using like as the direct object of the sentence. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. I agree. The hardest part is in the middle of a day when you have all of them talking at the same time. That gets really overwhelming, but it goes away fast. If you have one person needing something but and just wanting to have a conversation, but another kid is hurt or another kid is crying or another Mm -hmm. kid's fighting and all those things are happening all at the same time. That's that's always the hardest part. That's always the hardest part, is trying to address six things all at one time mm-hmm. because for whatever reason they all need something right then that can be the biggest but you just take it like anything else one bite at a time one kid at a time mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna address in whatever your problem is mm-hmm. and move on to the next kid um, but I've heard from people with teenagers that that gets more tricky because their problems are bigger and so those conversations take longer to mm-hmm. get through to get to
0: as opposed to when they're eight years old yeah like,
1: mm-hmm. no, just quit beating your sister, and then <laughs> <laughs> we can be done.
0: Yeah. And what are the ages of your kids for anyone listening?
1: 12, 10, 8, 6, 3, 16 months.
0: I was hoping you were going to say 4 and then <laughs> 2 so that we can just continue every two years. But
1: They were every two years. It was close. I had a miscarriage in between those two. So mm-hmm. it could have been. All even number dates.
0: All even number dates. Yeah. But, cool. um, I was going to, and you're a, a midwife, right? Yeah. So how does that work?
1: <laughs> I w- what was it like when you very first heard that whenever we were talking? Oh, yeah. When you first heard I was a midwife, how did you respond?
0: I didn't know what a midwife was. Yeah,
1: you didn't know. I, I think just, that was your first question. Yeah, I mean, what, what what is was that? that? What's that like?
0: <laughs> and then apparently there's a there's a there's like a what's it? There's an adjective for like a or like a term like midwifery.
1: That's it. That's the field.
0: The field of midwifery. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. Um it is a woman, it could be a man, who primarily they deliver babies, but they can do full scope female care through the lifespan. So I could treat um, a woman going through menopause. I could treat a woman who's pregnant. I could treat a teenager who needs PAPs. Um, I can diagnose. I can prescribe. I can deliver babies. I can take care of moms and babies up until, like the baby, up until they're one month old. Um, I can treat and diagnose, you know, common medical ailments like diabetes or um hypertension or anything like that but usually we would transfer those to a higher level provider.
0: So why did you get into that?
1: Um because I always liked I always liked babies. I always thought it would be fun to deliver babies. And then when I started nursing, like in the field of nursing, I Started off in oncology. It was hard to get into like labor and delivery floors. What's oncology again? Cancer. Okay. <coughs> but I still kind of had it in my mind, you know, someday I want to do babies. And then when I had my first baby, that really sealed the deal for me. Like being able to deliver babies would be really the best mm-hmm. thing. And then whenever I had my um, second or third kid, then I started looking into colleges um, so that I could go to school online.
0: Impressive. So be. you had, at that point, three kids.
2: Yeah.
1: I started school in 2017, so that was just after the fourth kid was born. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I thought that life was boring with all these little kids. And that it, like, it kind of was. I've been traveled a lot, mm-hmm. like literally a lot. He was gone every week, and he would come home on the weekends. Um, so I put the kids to bed early, and I wasn't much of a TV watcher, so it was fine to just start studying and yeah you know doing schoolwork um and it kind of went in with the missionary thing too like if I'm prepared as a midwife then maybe the Lord would send me
2: mm-hmm.
1: he'd stop, he wasn't waiting for that <laughs> 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 it's fine though.
0: um so you became a midwife and now how many hours do you work
1: I go whenever a woman's in labor um my the lady that i work with uh maggie she owns a business in illinois
0: once again maggie's a fake name right fake name yeah making all these things
1: (laughs) maggie megan they just play on my own oh yeah, yeah, yeah um she has a home birth business in illinois and she probably has between two to six clients a month so anytime she has a baby being born i will go to that birth so it could be – so hours-wise, it just depends on how long it takes the mom to have her baby.
0: So you recently said um, – actually, I, ha- I have you on tape that
1: – Like cassette?
0: No, like I have you like on this thing. <laughs> recorded. <laughs> yeah, recorded. Um, uh, wait, so is tape really like a – like not this?
1: No, I don't think so. What's There's no tape a, involved.
0: What is tape?
1: Like a cassette tape. What's a cassette tape? No, you're not.
0: Okay, <laughs> we'll pause c <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you after the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to make it... I'm, I'm just, not that old, Chris. I'm just trying to make it... Well, I, I actually, not old. actually I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever used a cassette tape. Actually, I, I might have when I was really young. When I was like four or five.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not that old.
0: It's, like,
2: <laughs> it's kind of that
0: old. I'm, I, I'm sure... My what br- year
2: were you born then? Oh, oh o- o- two.
0: Oh two. My, my brother definitely has n- never. never used a cassette tape, no. and he's 14.
1: Yeah, he probably
0: hasn't. So... No. Like not to say that you're getting old, Megan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, just I'm you know, just going back to the Yeah, where I'm it's, fine with it. It's where we started I great. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot my question.
1: You have me on tape saying.
0: I have you on tape. Oh, oh yes. On tape Thank you, Megan. <laughs> Megan. That uh being a mother um is time intensive. Uh-huh. So how do you balance being a mid a, a midwife, a winwi a mid- a midwifer? and uh i don't know
1: if that's a word midwifer.
0: and having six children
1: um it's really because of ivan Mm -hmm. if he didn't work from home i couldn't do it Mm -hmm. there'd be no way be no way yeah and that's uh kind of a a struggle because i don't have a job you know if i had a job then all the kids would be in school and then they would have after school care so that i could go to work every day so it's always, you know, last minute. I even there's a lady in labor, I gotta go. And he's always here. So it always works out. But every once in a while I'll have to have my parents come up. But there's always the you know, the possibility of whenever my kids are teenagers and they can be home by themselves for a little while. Then it helps. Then yeah. it would help.
0: I'm sure I'm sure it'll help when when they're older. Yeah. Um I was about to ask you a good question and then I forgot it. So oh. I'll ask you a different question and then yeah. hopefully it'll come back to me. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we were just talking about Wait, you you were just talking. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. No, this this is all part of my plan. Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh man, where are we going?
0: So, uh, I'm I'm gonna transition slightly to. So what, what what is a home? Well, actually, no. I just remembered. I just remembered. So. <laughs> how, and have you? It's like for for the most part, you you consider yourself as being a a housewife. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a. There's a little bit of, like, especially at WashU, there's a, a stigma.
2: Mm-hmm. Really? Large
0: stigma. Large. Against, like, oh, significant, but against being a housewife. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're wasting your life. Okay. etc. So you're doing something. Like, why do you that when you can get a career? and Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: I'm going to show you this video my sister sent me. Not too long. It's hilarious about a woman who is a career woman.
0: So have, have you always wanted to? be a, a housewife?
1: No, and I think that's what's so funny. I always wanted to be a nurse. I always wanted to be a nurse. I always wanted to be a missionary. And but I always knew I was going to have kids too. Mm-hmm. So so I knew I would be a wife. I knew I would have kids, but I never really thought hard about, well, will I be a stay-at-home mother? Will I put all my kids in school?
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't think of all of that. I just thought I was going to have all of it. I was going to be a nurse and I was going to be a missionary and I was going to have kids and a husband. But now I'm realizing you really can't have both. I started to. I, when I had our first kid, I kept working full-time. My second kid, I worked part-time. My third kid, I worked PRN in the hospital, which was like one shift. You had to work one shift every two weeks. Is that like 12 hours? It's a 12-hour shift, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did it through the night. And so then I would you know, be with the kids during the day. Um, and even that got to be too much. So then that's why, you know, you have your fourth kid and I thought I'll just go to school. Um, okay. So did I always think that I would do it? I always thought I would have all those things all at the same time, but then I wasn't being as good of a mother as what I wanted to be. And so I knew that work had to go in order to focus on being a better mom.
0: Interesting. Are you glad you made the choice you did?
1: Yeah. Yeah even the days that um so i you know i'll there's another doctor that i'll pick up a couple shifts with just if she's in desperate need and i don't prefer doing that but i like to help people and even those times i'll come home and just things feel off when i get home you know i don't have a plan for dinner nobody got schoolwork done they've watched more tv than i wanted and just not having constant supervision, they just act a little crazier. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like kids are born sinful or something, right? <laughs> Crazy. It's
1: absolutely true. That's why I tell them you're all sinful. <laughs> yeah. I don't really tell them that in that moment because that in that moment it's my fault that I've been out mm-hmm. of the
0: house. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I had a com I had a conversation with someone who was like, "Yeah, like babies are so pure and good and sweet," and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, "Obviously, I haven't had kids." <laughs>
1: You'll know right away. You'll know right away. No, they get spankings early in this house. But I'm kind of interested because, you know, when I listen to Christian talkers, they talk about the culture being so against stay-at-home moms, and I've never really ran up against that. I've met plenty of career women, but they all look at me like, you're so lucky that you get to do that. I wish I could do that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way they talk. So I'm wondering if Washu's different because they're still students – they're not married yet. They don't have kids yet. And that once they start going down that path, then they'll start to say maybe a different story.
0: Mm, yeah. I, I actually know someone who goes to our church called Isabella. Again, I'm using a, a false name. Right. But I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and actually, she's told me stories about how, like, she's told people that, like, she's, so, she, she's spoken to her because they give all students a. You call it, like a career advisor, like an advisor Yeah. for like, oh, I want to get this job, I want to get that job. Yeah. And she, she told her advisor, like, my final goal is to be a mother and to be a stay-at-home mom.
1: Good for her. And What did they say?
0: And they're like, oh, I mean, but you can, like, you can, you can do something better with with your life. Like, why, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to submit to that and mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like that? So, mm-hmm.
1: um, and that was a, a grown up, <laughs> an adult, yeah, married, probably with kids, probably, and c- giving her this
0: giving her this advice. Yeah. And then also like myself growing up, like I, I knew of some ladies and my, my, my school wasn't like, my school would be the type of school where you would probably find more ladies who want to be like a stay at home mom because it was like a rich Venezuelans so, in like, and, and, and my high school. So their yeah. culture also, they have more money. So a lot of those families usually have like servants yeah. a- in their house because okay. servants are cheap in, in, in those countries. Yeah, but so a little a little bit less there. But I heard like even at my school and even at similar schools, the current like trend for ladies is to get a job, yeah. get a career, get settled and then have and then have, your and then have your family. And I saw it everywhere. And even I actually had a conversation. So my uh, there were hardly any Christians at my high school. Mm-hmm. One of the Christians that were that was there. Uh, I remember, th- I remember this conversation very, this conversation very specifically. Mm. There was this lady who was my age, and there was another lady who was like a few years older than us. So, um, also there is a little bit of there. Ha- there actually has been a lot of back. I'm gonna sorry. Um, there has been some background noise just gen- just gen- generally speaking, like ar- ar- around us. But these fantastic new mics <laughs> work so well. I'm so Cutting happy out. with that. It's yeah, it cu- cuts out it's all great. the noise. But okay, I'm gonna go back to my story. So yeah. let's say. Uh, so a lady my age was talking to the lady who's older, the lady who was older than us was like, yeah, like my goal is to be a mother, mm-hmm. to stay at home, and I vividly remember the lady who was my age saying, "What? No, but like, like don't you want to like do something with your life? Mm-hmm. Like, like you you don't want to like waste your like time and mm-hmm. stuff like that." Like I gave the story pretty poorly, but it it was just crazy because the the lady who I was talking to like she was a Christian.
1: Wow. That's crazy. I will say, I went to, for my undergrad, I went to a Christian school, and I'm with all of these young girls who are all Christians, and but going to college to get jobs. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening with so many of them is they wanted to be housewives, but maybe their parents wanted them to go to college, or Interesting. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. married yet, so they should just go to college, which I, I am kind of supportive of that. If your kids graduate <laughs> high school, I kind of do support going to college. As you wait for your spouse. But these girls, many of them were my friends. They had all this college (coughs) debt, and then they had to pay off their college debt, so they got jobs. And then they had families, but they had to keep working because they still had tons of college debt. Mm -hmm. And then they just got so used to living off of two incomes that it was just a no-brainer. I'm just going to keep working because... Yeah, how so can we afford our life otherwise?
0: Also, yeah, there are generally other things too that make it more difficult for yeah. a single.
1: So I think even if that is a woman's idea of a better life, or the way that she wants to live her life, I don't know. They just get themselves in these traps where they financially can't get out of it.
0: So you you wouldn't you would recommend like a young lady like if she hasn't been married yet and she desires to do something to go get the degree like while she's yeah. waiting for a spouse.
1: I think an education mm-hmm. is really. Necessary, not necessary, beneficial.
0: But you wouldn't recommend them to like get into huge debt?
1: No, right. Have a way to pay for it. Like going to the military? But don't join the military. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Not anymore. Why not? It's so bad now.
0: As opposed to when you were there like 20 years it ago. It was kind
1: of bad then. It was kind of bad then. It's so bad now. Yeah, we don't have to get into that. I can't say all the ways that it's bad. It just feels like... I, you know what I do think is good. I'll just go ahead and put in this plug for something new that I've decided. I think every American boy, for sure, should spend some time in the military. I've said this to people before. I think in Israel they do it. Korea. Korea. I don't know how much time. Oh, and then uh, I'm not going to say their name, but a couple from church that lived in China one time. They said that the Chinese had to do it and. It was just real funny to watch <laughs> these Chinese students pretend like they're in the military. <laughs> yeah, because it was like two weeks; they had to do two weeks. Oh, back. really? Oh, well.
0: <laughs> I think in Korea it's like two years.
1: Oh, that's a long time.
0: And Israel is like I think it's similar. Yeah. But okay, so that's good though. So I'm wasting my life. Is that what you're saying? I have to go right now, I mean, join the military, <coughs> become a real man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would help. It would help. You <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> it would help some.
0: That's totally fair. And then, going going back to what you were saying, so would you would you then encourage a young lady who just graduated from high school to have like some type of career plan, just generally speaking, or like let's say like a young lady was was like you know what I just sort of wanna help out at home um, until I get married if that ever happens, and if not like yeah. I,
1: um, that's easy to think about because I do feel you know my oldest is twelve. And we're already kind of having those conversations, Mm -hmm. not about what are you going to be when you grow up, but when you're done with school in our home, there'll be next steps. And we need to start not necessarily thinking about those now, but we're going to start having those conversations. And It doesn't have to be college, but I think that's a great idea. If you want to stay home and just keep helping me, then I can give you actual work to do around Mm -hmm. the house, but you're not just going to hang out be a couch potato yeah yeah or eat you're not even gonna go i don't know yeah
0: would it be different for your guys versus like for eli versus all your young ladies
1: i think he would have to have a job
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah we would i think we would make him have a job
0: but you would you kick him out of the house at 18
1: um i don't know also
0: eli's not allowed to listen to this until he's 18
1: <laughs> i haven't always Jokes that he's gonna be the kid that's living in our basement at 18, <laughs> playing video games, because <laughs> he thinks I'm too easy on him sometimes.
2: Who, Ivan or Eli? Ivan, Ivan thinks I'm too easy on Eli. On Eli, yeah,
0: you gotta toughen him up a little bit. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I'd make him move out, but I've heard of people charging rent of mm, their teenage I've heard that boys, too. and I think I like that. Just teaching them how to start being responsible.
2: hmm Yeah.
1: In one way or another, paying their own bills.
0: I've heard of <coughs> parents who are like, "No, I want all my kids to be like next to me." Per- like not like forcefully, of course, but like yeah, like if you want to stay, like you have to work, but like you can like Okay. Like start start a family like n- like near nearby. Or,
1: okay. What uh, do you think about that?
0: What do I think? Yeah. I'm interviewing you, Megan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like I don't know, just in the like hi- like in the Hispanic culture. Yeah. <coughs> uh it's very different from the, it's it's a more familial yeah. thing. It's vi- like from my, so like the understanding of almost any Hispanic person is that uh, gringos are like Americans. They kick their kids out of the house at 18, which yeah. I, I think is like, I think I've heard of a lot of people like, yeah, like my parents just wanted me gone mm. eight, at 18. And it's very mm. different in the Hispanic.
1: So Ivan's Hispanic and he's got the, these cousins that have stayed at their parents' house, but they've been so babied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like, men who are trying to get wives and they've been babied their whole lives. Mm-hmm. I don't how is that gonna work? How is he gonna go be a man of a house now if he's been babied?
0: My my uncle's like oh oh scratch it. That was a joke. No, <laughs> Theo, I love you bro. <laughs> no, you probably won't be listening. But sorry, I have a family member who he still lives with his parents and
1: So what do you, how do you think your culture would
0: I mean he works with his dad but he isn't in the bed a lot, watching like Netflix and stuff like that. <laughs> But I I have so I'm not like because I think how a lot of people do it may not be the best like nowadays but I I have seen or I've heard of very I I have heard of situations where actually I think it is very beneficial or just like a very good family dynamic where it's to like keep a, them out or to keep them in
2: huh to
1: keep to, them to, out or to, to keep them to, in? to
0: keep them in it's like okay. a multi generational okay household where uh like. <laughs> In, the, in most of the cases where I've seen it, it's like the, like there's a family business. Okay. So I, I know, uh, yeah, it's like a family business and then like the son works for the dad and so they'll be in the same household. He'll get married and the wife will move with them. Okay. Like in, in that house. Yeah. And I think that's historically how it's looked like a lot too.
1: I'm totally fine with that. Here's where I think things fall apart is whenever nobody knows how to work hard anymore. Yeah. That's when I get really upset about Frustrated. that scenario.
0: I, I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah. So if you can contribute to the household in a very substantial way Mm -hmm. and your mom's not still providing for you Mm -hmm. in a very substantial way, then I think it can work. I think I actually do think that's beautiful Mm -hmm. when families stay close by and kind of continue growing the family together. I like it.
0: Yeah. But I I do agree with you that especially like in like uh, also like in the Latino culture because parents are. Keeping their kids so close together, and I don't think they're doing it in the best way possible. Yeah. A lot of the time, it does feel like like prolonged childhood.
1: Yeah, like it does.
0: I have a family member who is, I almost said who he was, but I'm not gonna say, <laughs> who is like in his like early twenties. I think no, he might be in his mid twenties now. Yeah, he's probably in his mid twenties, and um, so that part of the family is like rich, is wealthy, mm-hmm. and so he has like moved from different university to different university. Uh, I think now he's studying weed and like weed, weed studies in oh Colorado. And like he has a girlfriend who like hangs around with them. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if he's had his own job yet. Like it's How old is he? He's uh, I think he may be like 24, okay. 25. I also have another family member from a different side of the family <laughs> who he went to like a really good university with a really good program. And he just like flunked out, mm-hmm. went to like the local college. And then he, like, did some other stuff and, like, mm. I don't know, just uh, – especially in my family where parents are more lenient and are helping out a lot more. Mm-hmm. I do see a lot more of, like, well, like, uh, it doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just doing it because, like, they want me to. And al- also, I I, I am – I, I I too, am the be- the beneficiary okay. of, my, of my parents being super um, flexible because, like, they, they pay for my college. Right. So, um people can look at my situation too and be like, well, he's probably mooching off of them. So, it really
1: If they offer to pay, I mean, what mm-hmm. kid would say, "No, no, no. Let me take out." Yeah. $100,000 in college debt, please, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> no, say mm-hmm. thank you. Exactly. But you're doing the best you can with it too. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, being lazy with the gift that they've given you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wonder if um you know, my a husband's family the hispanics and the culture that they grew up in in mexico because the families stayed t- together and then they move into to america and they see the gringo culture and they just have to work really hard and fight really hard against their kids desiring that move away at 18 yeah scenario so then the mommies work really hard to provide everything for their babies but then that's what makes the babies lazy i don't know like maybe it's the move that makes that scenario mm. not work out so well
0: maybe that that actually is like to a certain extent, like my parents very much wanted me to stay in Miami, stay near them, and I sort of didn't like that very much, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm in St Louis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that could part that could be part of it too yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's It's an, inter- it's an interesting thing that I, I can't speak today. You're it's, doing well. It, thank you. Thank you. Speak, speaking is difficult, <laughs> which probably mm-hmm. should never come out of the words of a podcaster. I
1: think your thoughts get too far ahead of you. Yeah. You can't catch life
0: it. of my story. Wait. Story <laughs> of my Sorry, life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's just, and I'm sure, it's just uh, something that I think most parents have to like think, think about nowadays. And yeah. I'm sure you're already thinking about that to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, and that's what I've told our kids. So because his family's in California and my kids are always asking, when can we go to California and meet them? It's not easy to go visit them over the weekend because Mm -hmm. it costs lots of money and it's very far to drive. And so I didn't really think about that whenever we were getting married. You know, all of your family's far, far away, and we'll have to figure out how to make visits work. Um, And then also my – dearest sister lives in Texas and now my kids dearest cousins live in Texas and my kids are sad that we don't get to go play every weekend (laughs) because they're their favorite friends but it's hard you know moving around and being far away from your nuclear family Mm -hmm. you have to you do have to decide early on what's important to you and so I've kind of been telling my kids that now like as you get older and you you know, meet your spouses if they live Far away from me, then you won't see me, or you won't see that other side of the family. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: making choices and yeah, yeah, it won't always be possible to be next to family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something that I'm also thinking about too, especially as like I'm getting closer to graduate. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I gonna do when I graduate? You
1: know? How close are you?
0: Oh, uh, I have another, I have three more semesters.
1: Okay, a year and a half. A year and a
0: half, ish. So. Yeah, right now I'm set to graduate May 2024. Okay, so where where are we at right now?
1: December 2022. Yep. So it's about a year and a half.
0: Year and a half, and I gotta look for jobs. But about a year Next from now. Next year, mm-hmm. yeah. So
1: your mom wants you in Miami. <laughs> we all
0: we we all we all want things, you know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you, and <laughs> uh, we shall see what I decide. But, um. I also wanted to know what a, how, you could, how one could possibly create a business off of home births. Mm. Didn't know that was a thing. I thought you just like had a home birth. Because like you said that you have yeah. a friend who <laughs> hires you.
2: Well,
1: so she's offering a service. So she's she offering a service. for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she charges for that. So can you just make a business out of anything that you're selling?
0: So my question would be more like, what is necessary to do a home birth? I thought it was just like a tub of water.
1: So, okay, the woman has, like any woman who's pregnant needs regular prenatal care. She needs to see a provider from about 10 weeks of conception to start, you know, making sure that her pregnancy is going well. Mm -hmm. Um, In order to have a home birth, (laughs) and they're not all water births, but in order to have a home birth, you have to be relatively healthy. If you have any kind of, Um, medical conditions that pop up during the pregnancy then you aren't a candidate for having a a birth out of the hospital Mm -hmm. uh, midwifery Mm -hmm. care is safe home birth is safe but we want to make sure that you're a healthy individual that is going to be fine out of the hospital and that you won't need any extra care Um, so she visits with her clients on a regular basis all the way up until their birth and she charges for that in the same way that an obstetrician would charge for that
0: and you would just be there like during the pregnancy, during not during the pregnancy, during during the during the birth, during the birth. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Every once in a while, she'll have me do a prenatal visit to just check in on the mom, see how she's doing, get mm-hmm. her vital signs, listen to the baby. D-
0: this is all new information to me.
1: So. <laughs> this is probably more than what Ivan knows as far as <laughs> <I can laughs> <leave this> <laughs>
0: <going>. <laughs> really
1: interesting. I Ivan, come on, man. No, he's great. He loves it. He likes hearing about the births and. Yeah.
0: The horror stories. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, not horror. They're wonderful.
0: Well, no, but I heard about, like, this person who got attacked by a monkey. Is that?
1: Who got attacked by a monkey?
0: Like, I thought you were telling me about that one time.
1: Was she having a baby? No, or?
0: no, it was, like, her husband or something.
1: What? I told you. You're going to have to help me. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> I think I remember you telling me once that there was, like, this professor or something who was, like, at one of the births.
1: Yeah. Did I tell you about that Yeah, Yeah. That's crazy, huh?
0: I mean, I don't really remember. too. Much. Like, apparently, like, he looked like he was attacked by something. Yeah. He was, was it a monkey? Pretty
1: messed up. It was chimpanzee, yeah. Chimpanzee? Yeah. Sorry, not a monkey. He was studying in, Saint Lu- or in uh, somewhere in Africa. Zimbabwe, maybe. I'm not sure where. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about being a nurse was meeting people and talking to people and hearing their stories. I miss that about working. Interesting. And so I remember from your podcast with somebody else that um, you really like asking questions and getting to know people. And Mm -hmm. I think what I found out about myself, because I'm similar in that way, I like to hear people's stories. I like to know who they are and why they are who they are. Um, And being a nurse, it's so convenient because you get to be in there. I get to be in that room listening to your story for as long as I want. And then I get to walk away (laughs) and then be as brief as I need to Mm -hmm. any other time I come back in. But real life doesn't work that way. It's a little 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 harder. A little more difficult. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. I loved it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So should every lady who is pregnant get a home birth, (laughs) if possible?
1: No, um, some women aren't just, yeah, no, I think you have to go into it with the right mindset, um, we have treated delivery, like having babies as a medical event now, that's why they mostly happen in the hospital, because most women feel like it's the safest place to be, and having a doctor be over you is the safest way to have a baby. Um and is it the safest way? Probably it's the safest way mm-hmm. with but
0: the with the emphasis safest, safest. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but it's not unsafe being home, but it's really hard to convince a woman who is really convinced that being in a hospital with a doctor is the safest
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's hard to convince her like, no, you'll be fine, like you just have a baby, there's not really any need for anything else. That the hospital can offer. Um, so if a woman is in her in her mind not mm-hmm. comfortable with that idea, then she doesn't need to have her baby at home because in the middle of her labor, she's going to lose it and demand to go to the hospital, and then you've got chaos on your hands. I've seen that happen, and it's, ugh, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a mind game. You've got to be ready. Um, I prefer home births with women who are on their second or third baby. Or okay. Just because there's so many unknowns with your first baby. You yourself don't know Mm -hmm. how you're going to handle the pain of it Mm -hmm. and the mental game that you have to play when you're having a baby. Really? It's very mental. I wouldn't know. No, (laughs) nor will you ever.
0: (laughs) Interesting. So for for the first baby, you would recommend... A hospital birth.
1: I kind of do. Or here's the other thing, because we've kind of had, even with my friend here, we've had a couple um, first-time moms who weren't prepared mentally, and we had to transfer them to the hospital because it was too much. Um, They need to have a doula for sure. They need to have a support person who knows what birth is like, not just their 20-year-old husband, husband, (laughs) who has no (laughs) idea what he's doing
2: either. Okay.
1: (laughs) No offense to the 20-year-old. Yeah. But having somebody there who knows what to expect Mm -hmm. is helpful.
0: That makes sense. Interesting. <laughs> and wh- what is the... W- I recently heard of like water births. Yeah. What, what are those?
1: Where you have your baby in the water. Um, benefits? No, not really a whole lot. Honestly, there could be a few negatives to doing it. The benefit of being in the water, there are some studies that show if once you're 8 to 9 centimeters dilated... Do you know that? I'm not going to ask. Okay. <laughs> when you're like very close to pushing your baby out, that you experience the most pain relief by getting into a tub of warm okay. water. That the benefit of, um, of relaxation is greater than, than if you would get in sooner. Um, and then actually delivering your baby in the water, there you could argue that there's less pain by doing that. There's not a whole lot of negative side effects to the baby. It slows down their first breath a little bit more. Like they come out of the water a little more sluggish to breathe, a little more stunned. Um, But some women feel like it's a nice transition from the body to a warm tub of water and then to the air. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's just a preference thing more than anything. Not necessarily. It's better for the baby or better for mom besides the pain relief later on.
0: And then uh, do, like, ladies go through with, like, more painkillers and stuff like that if they go to the hospital?
1: Typically, yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> there's, like, a 30... P- well, there's a... Oh, I can't remember the numbers now. I can't remember the numbers, but it's a good majority of women who go in. They'll get an epidural. That's the main way that people get pain relief.
0: Which is, I like... Is that the thing where they, like, do it at the lower back and you just don't feel the lower half of your body?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They put the... And they inject medicine into your cerebral spinal fluid, which sounds terrible to me. Mm -hmm. But this is what they opt for. I mean, the pain-freeness sounds really cool, but I don't really think the idea of someone injecting anything into my spine is a good idea.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then, does exercising during pregnancy help?
1: Yes. Exercising always helps all things. (laughs) Really? Yeah. But, yes, it's definitely good to exercise when you're pregnant.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, g- actually, growing up, I knew very little babies.
1: Like you were never exposed to I was never really babies. exposed to babies.
0: Yeah. So, oh. my mom was pregnant with my brother when I was, like, four or five. Yeah. So, I did hang out with my brother, a good yeah. amount. But, apart from that, I didn't spend time with many, like, younger children.
1: Even as a bigger kid.
0: Especially, be, especially because of the way that... School is done. Yeah, that they stick you with kids your age. Yeah, which I think it's a horrible idea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you?
0: Like, why am I going to put you next to like a bunch of like other punks your age? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Good point. Yeah. But no cousins. No church.
0: No, I didn't go to church until yeah, till later on. So no. Kids and even at my church, uh, they spit the kids out yeah. of the service for like kiddos ministry yeah. during the service. So yeah. I didn't see kids there anyway. Yeah.
1: Do you like them then? I mean, you kind of seem like you like him.
0: Um, so I like to think that I am a child at heart still. <laughs> so it's I not think my e- kids think that too. <laughs> it's not. It's, n- it's not even that I'm like just going out of my way to play with kids. I'm just yeah. Playing. I'm just playing with.
1: What about babies though? Do they make you nervous?
0: No, I I just well only when they don't like me. Mm. Like like I don't want to throw sh- uh, shade, but your your youngest, <laughs> she doesn't like me very much. Look,
1: go hold the cookie. She will come to you.
0: I was I, I like offered her an apple once, like a like a little apple piece. it's a cookie. A cookie.
1: <laughs>
0: so now I have to resort to bribery. Is that what you were <laughs> saying, Megan?
1: I don't have a problem with it. If you want a baby <laughs> to like you, that's what it takes. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard that before. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So bribery. Um. Let me see. Um. Okay. We're 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 gonna start to like wrap it up a, a little bit, but for the next question, let's say that you are. 60 years old Mm. what would you like to look back at your life
1: oh man that's in 20 years yeah
0: so 20 years ago like you were like yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do
1: i was your age but in 20 years i'll be 60 that's so weird
0: so what what do you want to like look back and see like i'm glad i did that or like yeah like that was good like what do you want to be known for doing well like Or, like, do you want to look back and be like, yeah, like, I'm glad I did that?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I get, yeah, I'm sure staying home with the kids, homeschooling them, I, just because that's what every homeschooling mother says, is that she looks back and she's so glad that she did it. So I am hoping that that's going to be my perspective, too. It better be dog on it. Otherwise, these are a lot of years. Um, I'm sure that'll be the case. I feel like because that's what my life mostly is right now, is raising kids, then I, that's my hope, is that in 20 years, I'll say these kids have become really great people. You know, and I think that's the other thing, too. If I'm saying all I ever want to do is be a missionary, and then someone might argue, well, your home is your mission field, then if they're not all saved, Mm -hmm. I think I'll be disappointed. Um, or which is yeah, an interesting question I don't want to I I don't just say that they're successful because I could care less if they all have jobs mm-hmm. but I would want them all to be saved and I would want them all to love the Lord and love each other I think part of the reason why I wanted to have a big family is because I'm one of six and I do love all of my siblings and I love hanging out with him. Love being with him. Try to do it as much as possible. And so I would want that for my kids too, for them to love each other, want to be with each other. Mm-hmm.
0: So they like. So, your goal is mainly. So you would sort of see, like the way that your kids turn out as almost like the fruit of your like years of yeah. work.
1: I don't know what else there is.
0: Mm-hmm. Wh- which is, yeah, from my perspective, a cool thing that. <laughs> that you can sort of look... Oh, no, I said it again. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> that you can look back at, like, the way that you've mothered.
2: Yeah. And, like,
0: <clears throat> I don't want to say take pride in it, but, I mean, just look at it and be like, like, this is the work that God called me to. Yeah. And, of course, like, not everyone does a perfect job. Yeah. Know? Not everyone can be... What's the name of a really good mom? <laughs> not everyone can be Rachel Ingram. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like, uh, I
1: can't <laughs> say any of the no- moms at the end. Everyone had their feelings hurt. <laughs> I know so many great moms. I love where I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. I love all the influences mm-hmm. of the mothers that I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too, though. One time... A long time ago, I was at a Bible study with a bunch of other young 20 somethings. And a lot of us were married. Maybe all of us were married, and all of us had a few kids. And uh, it was one of those silly Bible studies where you had to talk about something. Uh, you just had to talk about yourself. Sometimes when you just spend too much time talking about yourself, it gets so sappy and mm-hmm. pointless. And so all these women were taking turns talking about, you know, some of the biggest struggles that they've had in life. And almost every single girl talked about the tension between her and her own mother. It was so crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, this is a thing that girls don't always get along with their mothers. Or even if they get along with them, there's like tension or it's a tricky relationship. So a part of me just in having this conversation, like what the, what do you you know, I've got five girls. The chances of me having a tricky relationship with one of my girls is pretty high, I would think. So I'm saying I would like to look back and say, Oh, all of my kids are Christian and they love each other, but mm-hmm. I should probably also be, you know, taking note that maybe they mm-hmm. would look back and say, Oh, mom was so bad about this or mm-hmm. i could never get along with my mom because of this and i don't know that's got me a little nervous
0: a little nervous yeah i'm sure that's more common when they get to like teenage yeah right age. now they
1: love me <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes but yeah that's an, that's an interesting thing too also that to a certain extent you do i'm sure look back and uh, like you sort of see like how your kids turn out is a good part like the fruit of how like you've raised how them you raise and them. the yeah. results of how you yeah. raised them. Yeah. At the same time it's also the aspect the aspect that um, the Lord is the one who saves and yeah. changes hearts. and Yeah. So. And
1: there's only so much I can do obviously to. Exactly. Yeah. Bring them to salvation. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is an interesting which I, I'm sure it's made more interesting because of your um, family that is um,
1: it. I was wondering if you mentioned yeah. Caleb? Uh, uh, or the well one that <laughs> um, the one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the post-mill. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, Presbyterian. Where they wouldn't
1: claim to be Presbyterian. Really? But they are Pado baptist pa-
0: Okay. <coughs> okay, that makes sense. But just the, I know in those circles. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a little more certainty of, well, if we raise them up in the way of the Lord, the Lord's going to save them for sure. Yeah. Which, I think to a certain extent, like if you do raise them in the way of the Lord, much of the time, of course, the Lord they saves will. them. But
1: right. Yeah, but it's, it's a, not a guarantee. It's Not a guarantee. No.
0: So then, it's also a little bit like, well, to to what extent do I take pride, or not pride necessarily, but to what to 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 what extent do I sort of? Well, oh, go. <laughs> goodness, goodness, <laughs> Chris, stop it, stop yourself. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just an, an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. I don't know, but um, and then my next question: What are what are, I just voice cracked. What are? <laughs> I promise I am I am twenty. What are things that your husband, Ivan, oh, are you cold? Is the heater on? Yeah, I turned on. Okay, cool. What are what are things that your husband Ivan Mercado? Oh wait, I was supposed <laughs> to give. Oh my goodness, I keep messing <laughs> up, man. This is a, this is as a far as
1: not dropping names. <laughs>
0: Also, by the way, can you um share your credit card number too? <laughs> like we're we're already halfway through. You, you delete just, it all at the end. <laughs> um, what are things that your husband does great that every husband should do? Oh
1: man, here's what every woman thinks is amazing about and I will say, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm indifferent for the most mm-hmm. part to cleanliness. It, mm-hmm. d- it doesn't bother me either way. Mm-hmm. I don't. Honestly, I don't like things perfectly clean. I like Mm. things to be a little bit messy because that's when you feel comfortable. But he loves things clean. (laughs) So he vacuums. He sweeps. He mops. He cleans. He does laundry. Like without asking, he just does those things. Always. All the time. I haven't vacuumed this house maybe twice ever. (gasps) He just always vacuums. He just cleans. So every woman that I know thinks it's wonderful that Ivan cleans and it is helpful because I do feel like my daily plate is full 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 there are things that never get done that I'm constantly pushing off to the next day um and knowing that I don't have to worry about keeping the laundry going it's not that that's his job I mean it's still technically my job but he he does all the vacuuming he does so much help in picking up around the house and getting the kids to get their chores done, and it's so helpful. I couldn't imagine having to do those things. Also,
0: cool. So something that like you don't even think about that much.
1: Yeah. No, I never mm-hmm. think. Oh, I need to go vacuum. Cause it's, it's already done. It's done. Okay. And e- I, because like I said, because I don't really care about cleanliness either. Mm-hmm. I would never say, mm-hmm. like, if Ivan weren't here, I wouldn't say, oh, I need to go vacuum. <laughs> um that and just you know house upkeep as far as maintenance on the house goes he does all those things i think that's pretty basic man stuff but he does that he takes care of the cars we don't ever have to pay to take the cars to the shop he, he, starts, you know, it. he looks it up and figures yeah. out how to fix it which has been a huge blessing and he'll show me if we would have taken it in it would have cost this much mm. but because he had the part and the tool mm-hmm. and he could do it we saved we saved tons of money on him working on the cars
0: so very like he's very practical yeah mm-hmm.
1: but it didn't start out that way like in our the beginning part of our marriage we had brand new cars because we both had jobs so yeah. they didn't really break down mm-hmm. <laughs> but then whenever we traded those for some beaters <gasps> then <laughs> and then we only had one career then we needed to save money and he mm-hmm. just started looking things up and fixing the cars fixing
0: the cars cool yeah what about one one more thing in terms of like his like leadership
1: okay that's a new thing for us so i know that you've been talking to a lot of men as far as you know leading your family and this is you you're going to have to lead your family it's new for him because he also grew up um not in a christian home and not in a christian culture where men were leading their families and so it was new for him and also I'm strong-willed, and I was strong-willed when we met, and I think that was one of the things that he liked about me, but also he felt like I needed to have an equal say in things, Mm -hmm. Um, if not even equal, but maybe superior as far as the way the kids are raised and uh, how the household should function. Um, And so we're still kind of transitioning into what does it really look like for me to be submissive to him in all these ways and him to take um, ownership of all things in this family.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's been, th- it, I think it started off like um, maybe me silently not taking charge over things without really having conversations about, mm-hmm. you need to lead us, like you mm. need to be... In charge of the house, but now it's more we can have the conversations, and he's listening to sermons on it and mm-hmm. kind of learning what that should look like. So
0: intentional conversations are important <laughs> in marriage. Is that sort of one thing I kind of said that, yeah. One thing that you're implying, <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in your
1: they're hard. Oh, they're mm-hmm. so hard.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, cool. one last question. Yep. Last one. So, how do chores get distributed, like with your with your kids?
1: Well, <laughs> it's funny you ask that. Okay, <laughs> why? <laughs> because my good friends, who are moms, and when they have kids older than me, they've talked to me about this book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We to talk about books. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I love books. Managers of their chores, and so I've read through this book every Saturday. I've been plugging away through this book, and it's this whole system of how you get your kids to do chores. And so today, Chris, today. Mm-hmm. Is the first day that we've initiated the process, so I will show you upstairs how we have divvied up the chores. Mazel <laughs> It's hard. There's no. I don't think there's a okay. perfect system.
0: So you'll okay. defer <coughs> your answer.
1: How do you do it? You you determine capability, and then you teach and reteach and teach and reteach until they have it down, and then that's it.
0: Is is it a uh, was it written by Christians? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Homeschool, large family, all those things. <laughs> cool. And I think again, I think that's why like homeschooling is the better way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't do chores as a kid. Now I have this me, house. With me like, neither. I don't yeah. Know how to do chores? Mm-hmm. I You know how to clean? Good. Go clean. <laughs> I don't know I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So let me teach you guys, and cool. maybe we'll spend the first. Morning, you know, the first hour of the morning mm. learning how to do chores, but you couldn't do that if you're at school,
0: yeah. yeah. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, kids, like from what I've heard, because I don't really have any right now, not yet. You're mm. gonna have Lord willing, a lot. Lord willing, because <laughs> I've okay, uh, th- that's a different tangent, but <laughs> I like it's one thing that I've definitely heard of is that kids can be really great re- resources. If they're not like sitting on their lazy butts, if you like, if they're trained, like it's a lot of work at the beginning, but that they can become very, very like good, (laughs) hard workers, like (laughs) helping the household a lot. So
1: is that why you want a billion? But they've got to be taught, like they've got to be taught that they want it too. like it's got to be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Like we're all in this together. And Mm -hmm. I think that can be a tricky conversation to have with them. But if we all work together Mm -hmm. and get it all done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I w- I saw this this post of this 13-year-old who completely redid the floors of their parents' house. What?
2: A 13-year-old?
0: 13-year-old, yeah. Did completely redid the floors of their house. That is amazing. Yeah. So, I'm I'm sure it's extraordinarily difficult, takes yes. a lot of time yes. to like raise up <laughs> one's kids, but I don't know. One thing that I have heard is that kids can be incredible re- resources. Yeah. yeah. Well, so in the house, and then it'll help them up more when they're like out of the house. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not like I'm just mooching off my kids. Okay. Well,
1: yeah, I agree. Even <laughs> all the times when I'm out of the house, I can, I can count on the 12 mm. year old to yeah. do something for dinner. Like yeah. She can do it. But I have a family member who they specifically said, we're not going to make our kids do chores because they have the rest of their lives to do chores. Oh, they yeah. have to do laundry yeah. the rest of their life. Why they should do it now. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's so stupid to me.
0: Yeah. Or my parents were like, Well, we're not gonna make you guys do chores because like we had to go through like a hard life uh, um yeah. growing up and we don't want we we want it better for you guys. Why
1: did it? yeah, I think hard work is wonderful. I agree. I don't know why I don't know. Yeah.
0: Have you heard of the the Wing Feather saga? Yeah. So have have you read through the series?
1: Yeah. I mean, can, are you allowed to, if you listen to a book on audio, are you allowed to just say, yeah, I read that? Or absolutely. I,
0: I I read the audiobooks and I said I read it, so.
1: Okay. I feel like I'm lying. I didn't read it. I listened to it.
0: Uh, you always
2: say you read it?
0: Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I like went through that book. I I, <laughs> I, went, I, through <laughs> I, <laughs> I went through it. I went through I It was great. I read it in my mind. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's not really lying. Okay. I mean... I heard <laughs> the story. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it. No, that's... Yeah. Okay. But, so I remember specifically in the... I believe it was the fourth book. It could have been the third book where Nia... Oh, I'm not going to spoil. I don't think this is a spoiler, but Nia was talking about how... Uh, the mom of the main characters was talking about how her family growing up was very wealthy. But anyways, they made her like work as a servant lady and like, as a maid, and so that she can get the hard work in.
1: Yeah, so I forget that part, but of course she did, because Nia was wonderful.
0: Exactly, and, and look and look how she ended up, you know? Yeah. Like cause, uh, but, yeah, that's yeah. that's probably why I asked the, the question, but I'm now excited to listen to to okay. your new system.
1: So Are you finished? Did you listen to all of the Winged Feather Saga?
0: I did, I recently finished it. Okay. Yeah, I went through it very quickly. So
1: it's so good. It's very good. Yeah
0: um well thank you megan yeah thanks for coming on yeah i thought it was fun
1: i think so cool all right
0: well i'm gonna cue the outro
2: okay